I always said I wanted to aspire to be one of the great leaders of our world. And, and to do that, I believe it's, you know, mentoring, being mentored by learning from those, those leaders who are also the best and who are living that reality. If desire reveals design and design reveals destiny, the lingering question is then this. How can you transform so that the reality in your mind reconciles with the one outside of it? What needs to take place so that you can get clarity on your life story? Enter the conversation you've always been in. My name is Daniel Bay and welcome to Transformation Theory. This podcast will give you the answer. Well, hello, Nadine Joy. Um, such a pleasure to uh, connect with you. I've been uh, secretly following you for quite some time. And I was like, you know, at some point I need to get this amazing woman on my show and to kind of talk about her experiences and, uh, and the amazing things that she's been able to accomplish uh, over the last uh, few years or so. And so welcome to the show. A pleasure to have you, uh, you know, just have a quick conversation with me. Thank you so much, Daniel. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here today. Your story is quite remarkable. I was speaking through your LinkedIn profile and I noticed that uh, you uh, are quite accomplished. I'm just going to quickly just share a few things that I read there. You know, you're an executive leadership advisor, CEO of the Nadine Joy Consulting uh, Company. You're a speaker, a CEC Global Ambassador, Chair of the Lead to Impact Summit, Chair of the Canada Africa Network. Uh, you've been featured in the USA Today and, uh, and, and author and, and I, the list goes on and on and on. When I was reading your, your bio and I was thinking to myself, how do you have time to do all this? You know, is this something that happened just out of the blue or is this a gradual items that you've been kind of doing over the years? Yeah, that's a great question. And I believe, you know, where I've did, what I've done, where I've been, you know, opportunities that it came about, people that I've met has all been a gradual process. I don't believe, you know, we, we become, you know, instantaneous, you know, become super successful overnight. I believe it comes with a lot of hard work. It comes with a lot of dedication, perseverance, commitment, all these other things on top of, you know, taking action upon, you know, your intuition or the guidance that you're receiving and being able to put it in action, right? There's so many people out there, you know, that have dreams and have visions and, you know, they, they have this destiny they want to achieve, but they never take action upon it. So the biggest thing that I learned, even when I was four years old from my great grandfather who died when he was 106 years old, was to take action and to always, you know, live your life in kindness to others. And, you know, when you give to others, you know, you, you, you get it back in return, you know, tenfold, a hundredfold, a thousandfold. And it's not that you give to get, you're giving because you legitimately care about people and you care about their wellness. You care about you know, them being successful, sometimes more than you care about your own self, you know, rising up because I, I actually don't like the spotlight. I never have. I was a very shy child growing up. So it's, it's definitely not, it wasn't something that came naturally to me whatsoever. It was something that I felt needed to be shared with the world to help through my story, through the messages, through the things that I've learned and other people I've worked with to be able to share that wisdom and impart that wisdom on other people in the world so it can help them also do the same or even more or even more even better amazing now uh you spoke a little about a lot about your your background and in your upbringing and i'm curious uh, for you to become the woman that you've become today and a leader and a change maker as you put it uh, to be a lot of people who influenced you and supported you along the way so tell me a little bit about your background were you born in saskatchewan raised here um, and uh, what was your upbringing like? And to instill a sense of confidence and a sense of belonging and a sense of uh, you can achieve a lot in this world. Mm, 
Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm actually going to go back to my childhood because the first person who comes to mind is my mother. And I've actually never talked about my mom on an interview before, but uh, it's just coming up to share because she's always instilled in me, you know, not, not only as a woman, but as a individual in society that, you know, you can do anything you put your mind to if you believe in yourself and if you have faith, right. And you, you believe in something greater than who you are, right. That there's something greater out there that has your back, which for me, I'm a person of faith. So that's always been my faith in God and trust and surrender um, in that and not controlling outcomes of anything, right. Completely letting go of outcomes. So my mom, I would say is my first and my great grandfather, who I've already mentioned, um, who had written, you know, thousands of letters to people in prisons and uh, bringing, you know, a bunch of people to faith and to just inspiring people all over the world. Even, you know, I was only four years old when he passed, but I remember that seed that was planted so deeply inside of me sitting beside his bed with this big, long prayer list that he had of, you know, probably thousands. I don't know at the time it looked like thousands. I don't know what it was for as a four-year-old, but there's many people that he constantly, you know, prayed for and, uh, and, and would support in ways that, you know, he never even met them, right? Most of them, he never met them, didn't know who they were, but they would write to them. Um, uh, oh my gosh, I can't even, I don't even know where to start with all the people who have extended, you know, kindness and wisdom and, you know, taking that step and belief believed in me before, you know, I even believed in myself because there was times of doubt. There was times where I didn't think I would make it. I would be able to do it and I would be able to succeed because I was terrified. And even number one of public speaking, I, I couldn't even speak up in class as, as a young child, terrified, right? Just shaking. The teacher would ask me a question and I would sit there with a blank look on my face because I was so afraid to say the wrong thing and to be judged. And that right. I would say, I would be, you know, I'd be criticized for what I had, what, what I, what I said in the, in the end. So there's, like I said, many people, uh, I don't, I don't even know where to start. Like I know, um, like John Maxwell, we talked a little bit about that. He's, uh, was one of my, I always said, I wanted to aspire to be one of the great leaders of our world. And, and to do that, I believe it's, you know, mentoring, being mentored by learning from those, those leaders who are also the best and who are living that reality. And so I got certified. I met John Maxwell several times. Um, Brett Figueroa is another great friend of mine. He was Tony Robbins, best man at his wedding. Um, he's a phenomenal individual. He, he, he actually stepped in at a pivotal point in my life where I, I didn't think I could move forward to the next level. I was terrified. Fear came in, you know, all the lies of the enemy sure. that come in sure. and he came in and inspired me like nobody else had been able to and anybody I'd worked with. So like I said, there's probably, you know, dozens and dozens. And, and like I said, it's very difficult to name all of them because there's, there's so many and I've had, I've just been so blessed to be able to have the opportunity to work with so many incredible heartfelt leaders who care, who give back to so many other people and who are doing amazing things in the world. As you mentioned, there's, there's a list of people you could potentially mention, but, you know, it comes down to, you know, just being open to being willing to be mentored, you know, and it sounds like, you know, your journey has been filled with a lot of people who spoke into your life um, and encourage you to become who you've become. Um, but just just uh, as you were talking, I noticed you referenced, you know, God quite a bit and you referenced your relationship with him. And uh, has God been a pivotal influence in your life as well? You know, you know, what's your relationship with God like and, and how does he play any uh, part in, in your journey as a world leader? Yeah. And I, so I, I actually, my career where I started my journey uh, of, of life was a, as a geologist. I worked as an exploration geologist within an oil company and um, I was a workaholic. I, you know, wasn't really, didn't feel like I was helping anybody. I loved 
what I did, I, I absolutely adored the people that, you know, the, the leadership team I worked with was phenomenal. I got to learn so many things at a very young age that I never would have had the opportunity to otherwise, but there was a gap or there was this, you know, part of me that did not feel fulfilled and wasn't happy because I wasn't helping people. So, um, and in that journey, I guess, so to speak, um, up until I was, you know, 28 years old, I, I worked, you know, based, basically driven by societal success, driven by titles, driven by, you know, you have to, you know, cross these things off your list, check these boxes in order to be successful. And in order to be successful, um, you have to do, if you don't do those things, then you're not successful, which is, which is again, a lie. It's not the truth uh, of how reality actually works, but it's a, this perception that many of us, including myself, grew up to believe that, you know, in order to do something or to be respected in society, so to speak, at a certain level, you have to be able to have achieved certain things. And that's so far from the truth, because there's so many people who have achieved so much with not even having a grade 12 education. Um, but my journey, going back to your question, my journey as a geologist, I had become a workaholic. My relationship with God um, had suffered. I kind of lost my relationship during that time. And when I woke up at 28 years old, I was so sick, I couldn't even get out of bed. I was forced to retire my career at 28 years old. And I remember a moment laying on my bathroom floor where I was so sick that I didn't think I was going to make it. The next day, I was down to 90 pounds, literally skin and bones. Doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong. And it was a year and a half journey of getting better and trying to figure out for myself, you know, what you know, what I needed to do to change my life, to change the way I was thinking, to change my relationship with God, to change you know, every part of my life in that moment changed. And I brought back, you know, my gifts that I had been given that God showed me in prayer when I was four years old that I repressed because I felt different. And it wasn't until I got sick and almost lost my life that I was able to step into all of the gifts that I had been given and honor the differences as strengths versus looking at them as weaknesses and that they're shunned by other people on the outside world and realizing that the people I was around were different from me in a way for a reason because um, they were they didn't have the mission that God had placed in my heart. And that was always been very big, a very big mission to impact many lives in our world. So yeah, long story short to your question <laughs> is yes, God has played an instrumental role in my life. And at that moment at 28 years old, my life completely changed. My relationship with God, you know, deepened and it's only gotten every, every moment of every day it continues to become closer, more deepened, you know, a deeper level, a level of surrender, of trust, of, you know, living for, God's kingdom here on earth. And that's why I'm here to be his obedient servant. And that's I, anything that I do is all of God. I have a prayer routine meditation practice that I do every morning. I've done it now for 10 years, um, over 10 years, probably like 12 years now. And uh, it's been literally the catapult to every inspiration that I've done, every course I've created, every person I've reached out to, everything that has come into my life has been because of those moments in prayer and what God has spoken to me and confirmed that I need to take action upon that's going to help a lot of people. And for me, it's always about if it's, if God says yes, if God confirms it, I will take action. Even if I'm afraid of it, even if I don't feel like I can do that, God always shows up and provides the courage that is needed to take that next step forward. So yes, God is my all. God is my everything without God. 
I would have absolutely nothing. So yes, thank you for asking that question. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. You know, I think in life we need convictions and that's really the engine uh, and the fuel behind our actions in life, right? And so uh, many people, you know, derive it from different things, you know, whether it's inspiration from leaving poverty or or uh, achieving great heights, but others is just through their faith, right? And they believe that, hey, you know what, I got a message to share and that there's something important that I need to live in this world, right? And so it seems like, you know, your relationship with God is uh, is key to everything that you are. And, uh, and I know a lot, a lot of people will uh, resonate with it. Faith or uh, a relationship with God is needed um, in this world, although some recognize it or not, but you do have to have some kind of sense of spirituality, right, to really help you, you know, uh, make sense of the world that we live in. Uh, would you agree? Yes, absolutely. Especially right now in the world that we're living that is, you know, so rampant with darkness and chaos and destruction and, you know, uh, corruption of, you know, our, a lot of our world's leaders, things like that. It's, it's more important now, I would say, than ever before in history to bring forth that, you know, unconditional love and peace and hope and purpose and, and meaning, right? Why are we here? Well, you know, why, why do we wake up in the morning? What is our purpose? Not just for our life, but what is our purpose today? What can we do? What is the one thing we can do today? And that's the biggest thing that I, all the clients I've worked with around the world is, a lot of them just have this sense of hopelessness, like there's no hope of being here any longer. And it's about stepping into even just choosing one thing every day to move towards and having that hope is, is so powerful. Even with mental health right now, um, I'm a big advocate of mental health and, uh, and advocacy for suicide prevention as I lost my father to suicide almost 13 years ago. So it's been a big part of my heart and my journey and, and you know, advocating for youth who are suffering and you know, bringing forth the truth about even, you know, what actually is going on inside of them, the lies that they're being told, right? The darkness of the enemy that comes in that, you know, takes them down this downward spiral of, of no, not living their truth in them. Like they can't, the doubt that comes in that tells them they, they aren't able to be able to move forward in, uh, in what, maybe what they're being called, right? Maybe what they're being called to do in this life. Yeah. One thing that I'm really curious to ask you about is uh, you mentioned that at 28 years old, the career that you were building came to a halt uh, due to your health and, uh, and that, that really redirected your path to, you know, to kind of do the work that you are doing right now. Would you say, I know that that was a tragic time in your life, um, but would you say in some ways it was a gift as well? Because I know a lot of people who are, you know, doing the nine to five and building their career, but obviously are not completely fulfilled in it, but don't know how to change, how to stop it because they've invested so much money into it. They've invested, you know, obviously thousands of dollars with school and, uh, you know, multiple years, you know, building that career. And it almost feels as though I just can't stop. I got to keep going because like I say, this is the journey I'm on. But in your case, that seemed to be the journey that you were on as well, is building this career as a geologist. Uh, but obviously your health made you rethink and, and, and stop everything and really focus on, on who you, were, you felt like you were supposed to be and all the dreams that you had as a child. Would you say it was a gift? You know what, I'm going to tell you a story about uh, an interview I did a couple months ago. One of the questions they asked me was, you know, looking back on your life and everything you've been through, you know, what's, you know, what's, what, what's the one thing that you would change? You know what? I thought about that for a second. I never been asked that question before. Thought about it for a second, and you, you know what? I thought I, I wouldn't play. I wouldn't change one thing. There's not abs. There's not one thing in my entire life that I would change that I've gone through because I've learned 
you know, so much through each experience I've been through, right? Every, every single thing I've gone through, especially that, you know, I would call it my rock bottom moment because it was the worst, you know, moment that I've had in my life and turned out to be my greatest blessing because I truly believe, you know, in my heart of hearts that I would not be doing what I'm doing today if that moment and that pivotal moment in history of, of my life hadn't have happened. So absolutely. It, and I call it my greatest blessing that I could have ever been given, even though it was the worst time, you know, that I've, that I've ever felt physically, um, physically speaking. So yes, an absolute blessing. So in your case, as you mentioned, your physical health had to make you rethink a lot. So what would you say to people who are not necessarily going through what you went through um, in terms of a physical health challenge, uh, but, but, but do feel the same way that you felt in the sense that, you know what, I don't know how to, to redirect my path and, and do something that I think is meaningful. What, what would your advice be to somebody who says, you know what, I know I'm supposed to do something different, but I just can't stop because I'm going down this road. I would say to them um, to listen to their heart. Honestly, listen to their heart, their intuition, the guidance that they're giving, that gut feeling that they have. Because most times we already know where where we're meant to be. And we know if we're in a situation or working at a job that isn't necessarily our passion or our mission and it doesn't have to be our purpose but you know in a in a position where we where we enjoy working you know where we like spending our time taking baby steps every day also to do things they love um even if you are in a full-time job that you don't like you know find one thing a day that brings you joy and really makes you happy sets your heart on fire would be another thing that I highly, highly recommend. Start focusing on the little steps, moving towards where you want to go. And eventually you'll wake up, you know, a year, five years, 10 years down the road. And you'll look back on your life and you'll say, wow, I can't believe how much has happened and how much more in alignment I feel with who I truly am and why I'm here. Wow. That's a great answer. And, uh, wholeheartedly believe in that. Um, it is about taking baby steps, uh, towards, you're meant to be because I don't believe that uh, we should ever simply stop completely and sometimes you're forced to but like I said uh, but if you don't have the opportunity to simply stop you know take baby steps towards it right whether it's you know gradually meditating to it and thinking about your goals and your dreams or writing them down or you know connecting the right people and gradually you'll find yourself in the field uh, of interest or the field that you really feel like you know this is what I'm called to do and uh, that advice uh, really hits home Um, because like I said you know my age group I know a lot of people and I have these conversations quite often you know about just the lack of fulfillment the lack of purpose the lack of you know drive and uh and what needs to happen for us to kind of reshape and refocus our attention to really what's what we were meant to do so I appreciate that so let's dive into a little bit about your your body of work you consider yourself a change maker that's a that's a powerful statement or powerful word and the reason why I say that is because uh, a change maker is somebody who wants to influence other people and you do that in various ways whether it's through mental health advocating for that or whether it's you know connecting with um, leaders and so on and so forth but someone like John Maxwell how do you or, or any of the other individuals that you connect with how do you end up connecting with them how do you end up you know uh, being in the circle of you know great influences how does that happen for someone like Nadine Joy happens over time it's not something that you know you just wake up and all of a sudden you have you know world leaders as your contacts on uh, on networks but it's it's and it's through trust right you build trust and the, with through relationships with people is the most important thing that we can we can do you know no matter what level you're at and i always say 
to people, we're all leaders. It doesn't matter what title you have. It doesn't matter, you know, where you're at on the hierarchy, according to what society believes you to be, no matter where you're at, you're a leader. You have the ability to impact lives, positively impact lives, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a mom, whether you're a dad, whether you're, you know, the president of the United States, right? We, we all have this influence over other people and it's one step at a time. And it's through relationships. It's through building of trust. It's through being authentic, being vulnerable, speaking from your heart, letting people see who you are, letting them know, you know, what your mission is, how you want to help people when you're in alignment with yourself. And I always say to people I work with in businesses, you know, it's important to have a mission statement for your business, but what about yourself? You know, what is your mission statement for yourself? What are your values? What are your, you know, the, the, what is your mission that you want to show and to show up and to be and to, you know, to be that change in the world? What does that look like for you? And to get clear on that first. And I would say I've done years of, you know, personal development, growth, taking trainings, all of that. And I believe I, I got very clear first on who I was. And once you're clear on who you are, you raise your frequency to the, and I call it the, whatever you want to call it. There's many different names for it. I call it like the Christ consciousness of love or above. Um, you, you start attracting the other like-minded people who are like you to yourself. And it's, it's almost, it's almost a magical experience of being able to have people of influence that are just like you, like-minded people, you know, your tribe of people. And I grew up, you know, having a lot of people who weren't on my team, right? A lot of women who didn't believe in me, who were jealous, who had envy. And I thought I was never going to find my, my team or my tribe of people. Like, to be completely honest with you, there was a time, a long time in my, in my journey that I, 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 I didn't think they existed. I literally did not think people out there who legitimately wanted to see me succeed and support me existed in the world. And so I, I just want to give people out there who are listening hope to know that keep believing in yourself, getting very clear on who you want or, or who you are and, and what you want in your life and visualizing that as if it's already happened, visualizing success today, even if it hasn't physically transpired or manifested into your reality as of yet. Keep believing, keep visualizing, keep having hope, keep moving forward and, and just keep moving one day, one step at a time because it's that catapult, that motivation, the momentum that you bring when you continually do that. If you, if you allow doubt for even one day, even one moment to take over, it'll push you backwards and you'll, you'll be starting over and you'll be going like upstream. Have you ever heard that? You know, you, you want to be going downstream with the flow, with the current that carries, you know, carries you with it, not going against the stream. So keep moving forward. Keep trusting yourself. Keep believing you will get there. I've been there too. I understand where you're at. And I believe in each and every one of you who are listening here today. today. Wow. Amazing. Uh, you spoke about something critical. I think uh, you mentioned the word uh, tribe. Uh, you will find your tribe. Um, you know, that's a, that's a word that I don't typically hear a lot in my regular uh, work, but amongst people who are great influencers in this world, it seems to be a common word that circulated quite often. Um, why is it important to find your tribe? What would you say? Why is it important to... Um, to find like-minded people, you know, why can't we simply just, you know, be a part of, you know, everything else that's happening in this world? Why do we have to find people who are like-minded? So I've had the opportunity to speak with some of the most wealthiest individuals of the world, billionaires, top influencers, 
leaders, CEOs, and the list goes on and on and on. And the number one thing that I would say that is, you know, in synchronicity with each and every one of them and the advice that they, you know, gave when I spoke to them and I'm going to share with you here today is surround yourself with people who are more successful than you, who are positive influences in the world and who are at the place where you want to be because they will inspire you to greatness, to be, you know, to, to tap into that dormant potential that lies within you that you don't even recognize yourself yet. So your tribe of people, you know, being surrounded by people who believe in you, supporting you, you know, have of like-mindedness like you do is the number one thing that I would tell everybody here, you know, find a few people that you can, you know, talk to on a regular basis, people that you look up to, like we mentioned John Maxwell a few times, like listen to their podcasts, you know, be immersed in their work, um, learn what they're doing and how to do that and start modeling them, start modeling those successful people that you want to become. That's the greatest way to to really move forward and and uplift yourself too, especially when you're going through a difficult moment. It's important to be around people who inspire you, who who lift you up, who encourage you, who who love you, who support you, who really want what's best for you. So absolutely that is that is I cannot I cannot say that point strong enough. If you don't take anything else away from this right. talk other than that, right. remember that your tribe of people, you know, is who you surround yourself with, the top five people, you know, take a look on your phone even now, pull out your phone and see the top, you know, last five people who texted you. Are they uplifting you, you know, lifting you up? Are they, or are they, you know, degrading you in some way and making you feel smaller? So we always want to be around those people who lift us up. Awesome. That's definitely a call to action is go through your phone right now <laughs> and uh, take a look at people who you're connecting with and see if uh, they're the type of people that actually motivate you and empower you or are they uh, detractors, as they say, you know, pulling uh, and taking away from you instead. So what an amazing advice. Uh, definitely something that I'm going to do after the show. And thank you for that. Uh, I wanted just to shift a little bit of focus uh, and talk a little bit about your, your book. Uh, you, you are the author of Uncover Your Purpose, Heal and share your gifts with the world. Uh, just the title alone is captivating. And I'm just curious, can you tell me a little bit about how you came about to write this book? And, um, and also, obviously, you know, what was your purpose in, in writing it? What were you trying to aim? Who's your audience and the individuals that you really want uh, this book to speak to? And obviously, at the end, let us know where we can find it. Definitely. So, I actually didn't even want to write the book, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I never saw myself as being an author, as being a writer. I actually never really liked writing, to be honest, my entire life. Um, I actually woke up one morning and in prayer, I heard about a hundred times, you need to write a book. 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 I, I don't know if I've mentioned on or I don't think I've mentioned here, but I have four kids. So I have four kids under 13 years old. And I, the first thing that came to my mind was doubt, right? As most things new that come to our world and, and you know, we, we hear that we, we should be doing, um, doubt was the first thing, you know, the voices that come up, the lies, you know, who are you to write a book? You've never written anything before. What are you going to write a right. book about, right? You don't have time. You have four kids. When are you, you're already busy. You work with clients all the time, right? You're not going to have time to be able to do that. Those are the voices that came through my mind when I heard this. So I, I kind of laughed it off and went about my day. Um, I'm going to share this brief story because it's interesting. I think it's the power of taking action and, and moving forward and trusting. 
Uh, the first thing I did was I went on Facebook. I think a few minutes later after I heard this, the first post, and no word of a lie, the first post that I saw was saying that um, somebody looking for, you know, their self-publisher or, you, you know, if you want to publish a book, we have two spots left in this program. If you're interested, send us this message. Um, and by this time, I'm like, I'm kind of laughing at it. And that was a joke. So I'm like, I'm going to email them. Right, <laughs> I'm right. going to email them. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to say, I just woke up. Heard I'm supposed to write this book. I have a feeling it's going to help people. No idea what I would even write a book about. That was my email. Like if I was that person on the other line, I would have thought I was some crazy person, exactly. like legitimately, yeah, right? Yeah. So let it, and I let it go, right? No outcome, no expectation. That's another lesson in life. You know, don't have any expectations. Just let it go. If it's meant to be, it'll happen. Um, the next day, get an email back from them saying, yeah, we would love to work with you, help you write this book. So now I'm like, oh, now I got a dilemma. Now I have somebody who's going to help me write a book. And they said, let us know whenever you have a topic, you know, just reach back out and we'll help you move that forward. So I was like, okay, now I got a problem because I don't know what I'd even write a story about. And the next two weeks, and again, no word of a lie, about 50 people I had worked with, clients of mine from all around the world, not one of them didn't ask one of these three questions. You know, I'm feeling stuck in my life. You know, I, I don't like my job that I'm working at. I don't know what my purpose is. Can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? And I, I just looked at, okay, this is something that is a real life problem. And I'd worked with clients based on my own journey of finding my purpose as a geologist and coming into being a coach. Um, I thought, Hey, actually, you know what? I think I have some wisdom I can write on this topic. So it's just I got woken up actually at 3am every, every night for three months. And the book was written, published everything within three months of starting and commencing the book. So it was something that happened very quickly. Um, and the wisdom that's in the book is all experiential from clients I've worked with or from my own life. Very powerful. There's, you know, strategies at the end of each chapter that people can take and implement in their life. Because I believe it's through experiential learning and doing that we allow change to actually happen. So it was really important for me to write a book where there was actionable steps to take and to move forward. So that's the story of my uncover your purpose, your, your heal and share your gifts with the world. So are you telling me you, you just felt that you needed to do this and the world almost came and worked in your favor to make it happen. Is that, is that what I'm hearing from you? <laughs> it's, it's the miracles, right? When you trust and surrender and let go. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Amazing. You know, very inspiring. And uh, I've always felt like I needed to write something. So I'm going to take your advice and uh, and just take the steps uh, towards making it happen. So I appreciate that. Uh, you talked a lot about your consulting business. You obviously work with all kinds of people who, um, you know, are looking to refocus and uh, find their purpose, as you mentioned, and uh, and just kind of get clarity on, on who they are and what they're supposed to be. Can you tell me a little bit about your consulting firm, type of clients you work with and who can, you know, work with you? and how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, so I actually started my journey as a coach, as a parenting coach. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but I actually started when my son was three months old um, in parenting groups because I wanted people to help uh, help families break the multi-generational patterning that gets passed from one generation to the next. That was the reason, that was my motivation, that was my why for, for being a coach to begin with. And it, it, it catapulted very quickly into, you know, it's not just parents and families, it's everybody who has these negative beliefs and especially experiences from our past, you know, traumas we've gone through, 
losses, you know, grief, you know, things that we go through, abuse, whatever that might be, that gets stuck. And we don't recognize how that shows up or blocks us from really living our true potential in life. So I, I worked as a life coach and then branched out to do business coaching, helping new business and startups, you know, people aligning themselves, who they truly are with their businesses. I've had phenomenal successes, clients going from, you know, next to no clients to people reaching out to them. I teach a lot about magnetic marketing to attract the people to you. You be that change that you want to be in the world and people will come to you um, and just really helping them grow their business. There's a gentleman I worked with that grew his business within eight months to over a million dollars globally, just by, you know, trusting, taking action, moving forward and being alignment, being in alignment with who he is. Um, and then I branched out even further to do uh, leadership coaching, which is what I do primarily now. I do still do life coaching. I still do parenting coaching. There's the odd people who reach out to me still wanting parenting coaching. Um, and I believe the, the skill set that I bring to the table is extremely unique compared to what most people bring to the table because of the experiences I've gone through, especially of getting sick, getting knocked down. You know, when I started my business, like the, the, the quote unquote failures that I went through, you know, that nobody showed up for my first program I launched, you know, I could go on and on and on and on, right? All the things that I learned in my own life and working with and mentoring and asking other successful leaders in the world of, of what, uh, what, what they have done. So working, working with leaders, advising with leaders, um, um, and again, anybody's a leader, I believe, and helping them let go of those blocks that we have that hold us back from you know, living our you know, fullest potential that we have with meaning and purpose and hope and, and joy and abundance and blessings and you know, all of these amazing things that joy. How can we create a balanced life and business and still be able to do the things and have the time, right? Be able to teach people a lot about time management. That's a huge thing. People give their time away, you know, give their time, time for money, like all of these things that are, are so um, ingrained in us from society that is not true. It's like, we're here, God put us here to live an abundant, joyful, fulfilling life and enjoy every moment of it, right? We're supposed to be here to have fun and enjoy our lives and, and spread hope and, and healing and love to so many other people and in the course of, of being here and live our life with no regrets. That's another big thing I hear from a lot of people. And this is maybe most people that come to me, I would say are in between 30 years old to, I don't know, maybe 55 middle-aged people who are going through lots of them kind of a society would call midlife crisis or trying to figure out why they're here and when, you know, what's their purpose. Um, and they, they want, they don't want to get to the end of their life with regrets. Right. And that's the thing that I've always made right from day one, when I started my business is I wasn't going to do anything if I was going to regret it later on. Right. So that's a good question for people to ask. If you're thinking about moving towards something, you know, look at it, you know, on your deathbed and you're 80, 90 or hundred, however, however many years you're, you're blessed to be here on the earth. Um, looking back, you know, what I regret not saying yes to that or not saying no to that and, and taking that to heart because I've heard so many people and I've worked with a lot of people, even my grandfather included, right? Said, you know, live your life, live your dreams. Don't live your life based on everybody else's truth or right. their dreams for you. Live them for you on your dreams and what you believe in yourself and move towards that every single day. 
lots of wisdom packed in, you know, in a in a one minute or two minute answer. And so, wow, I, I can just tell, you know, anybody who gets a chance to talk to you, you just, you just pound them with wisdom, right? It's, it's nonstop coming out of you. And so, um, <laughs> uh, you can tell there's a lot of uh, years of experience behind everything you say. And, uh, and I'm sure the people that work with you are thankful and grateful to connect with you. And so, um, just to kind of wrap, wrap up, you know, our conversation today, just one last question I wanted to ask you was about just your legacy. Um, when it's all said and done, really, what do you want to be remembered for? Mm. And having four kids, honestly, this is the biggest question for my life is leaving a legacy for my children, being that role model who didn't just talk about doing things, who actually did those things and showed them the way, right? Showed them how it was done, showing them one example, actually, just this morning that came up, my 12-year-old son um, said he had a presentation today at school, and um, he was presenting, I forget what topic it was on, and he said, Mom, I just don't understand, because he's seen me do hundreds of interviews, spoken on, you know, thousands of stages over the past, you know, 12 years since he's been little, I've been doing this work, um, and he said, Mom, I just don't understand, he said, do you know most of the people who get up and do their presentations, they're so worried, and then they don't have a good presentation. He said, you know what? I'm not worried at all. I just go up there and I have fun and I enjoy myself. And I was like, yes, like that's a legacy for me because he has watched me do the things that I love and, and step out of my comfort zone, which was the fear of public speaking and honor that. And now he's doing that. And to see one of my children, you know, doing something like that, that they love and not being afraid of it, that the fear has dissipated completely is one of the greatest blessings I could have ever asked for. And again, as just this morning, him and I had this conversation. So the one other biggest thing is uh, forming a global movement of hope. And my name, Nadine, actually means hope. That's my name. That's the meaning. That is my mission that God has given me, the legacy that I feel like I will be leaving and, and am already leaving in many lives as the legacy of hope. And, and joy is my middle name. It's my mom's name. So bringing hope and joy and also love and, and peace and purpose and so many other things into the world, it would be my greatest, you know, absolute pleasure to bring to bring hope and foster, you know, just this sense of, you know, magical, unlimited possibilities that exist amongst our world and amongst all people, right? Because we're all one, we're all connected through God's love. And we all have that potential in ourselves to be great. Wow. What a great answer. You know, you summed it all up in a couple sentences, but like I said, very powerful. Um, you know, leaving a legacy for your kids, but not only that, leaving hope and joy in other people. Amazing. So how do how can people get a hold of you if anybody wants to work with you, uh, connect with you? Uh, here's your opportunity just to plug, you know, any of your books, plug in anything that you really want to share. Uh, so the best way you can just go to my website, it's just, just www.nadinejoy.com, just N-A-D-E-N-E-J-O-Y.com. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn. Um, it's probably the best place to get a hold of me and, and to see my most recent projects or, you know, endeavors that I'm working on um, and be a part of them. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook, not on there as often, but there is, you know, an opportunity to connect more personally on those platforms as well. And um, I just actually published uh, another book uh, just a few months ago called Love is a Guide to the Power of Love. So if you're interested in looking more about that and, and learning more about the power of God's unconditional love, you can go to www.theloveisbook.ca. And, uh, and check that out. I encourage you to uh, 
to take a look. And uh, yeah, feel free to reach out to me on my email too, Nadine at NadineJoy.com. I welcome anybody and my door is always open. I'm here to serve and to, uh, to help others in whatever way I can. Well, Nadine, it was a pleasure getting to know you, getting to uh, know your heart, uh, like I said, your mindset, um, talking a little bit about your accomplishments and your legacy and, uh, and really your purpose. Uh, thanks a lot for joining me on the show and I look forward to uh, connecting with you again soon. Thank you. Thank you so much.